Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Welcome, and I am so excited to be here today with a gentleman who really is one of my heroes, relentless in pursuit of compassion and optimal health, Donnie Makeower. Is that how you pronounce your name, Makeower or Makeower? Makeower. Makeower. You say Makeower, I say Makeower. Let's not call the whole thing off. All the time. I hear it both ways. Yeah. So you have this incredible new product that has turned this boring glass of water into a superfood. And I have trouble drinking the amount of water I should drink because um, it's, it's boring. And uh, so tell us what you're doing with this incredible new superfood plant-based product. Awesome. Yeah, I'll start with the product and then I can even give you more of the bigger vision of the company as we continue to evolve here heading into the new year. So when COVID hit early in the year and we were already in the midst of preparing to launch our company and launch with certain products, we paused for a minute and did some social listening and looked at analytics and tried to really determine what are the top needs that people have right now, universal needs. And we know, by the way, Jane, that people do not drink enough water. So it's great that you have a big pitcher of water in front of you. Most people are not drinking enough. Um, So we want to encourage more hydration. Um, So we came up with a hydration drink and it's a functional hydration drink. So we have one version that is sort of boosted for immunity and focused energy because people are pretty tired and people want their immune system to be strong. And we have another version that's boosted also for immunity, but this one also has a stress stress support boost, um, which just helps people calm. Um, You know, it promotes a state of calm, and I think people are on edge these days for so many different reasons. So these are the two different products. It's almost like you could take the yellow one in the morning or the first half of the day for a lift in energy and a lift in focus, and even improves like productivity. It's like brain support. And then this is the one that will help calm you more at the end of the day. Again, you could take either one anytime you want, but I love the idea of taking this in the morning, and most people don't take energy at eight in the evening you know, unless you need to stay up late. So they kind of work well in combination. Well, uh, you have raised a lot of good points. Actually, just last night, I accidentally had tea that had caffeine in it. And I tossed and turned all night. And I was like, because I'm usually a great sleeper. And then I realized, tell me that tea didn't have caffeine. I jumped out of bed, went to the cabinet. And sure enough, it was caffeine, and then I understood why I couldn't get to sleep last night. Um, and so it's really great to have drinks that are fun and exciting and not water, because even though I'm holding this glass of water in my hand, I do not drink enough water. Or I'll be honest, it's a, it's a guilty habit. I've gotten rid of a lot of things. I've gotten rid of alcohol. I've gotten rid of cigarettes. I've gotten rid of sugar, processed sugar. But my sparkling water, I've gotten rid of soda over the sparkling water. I'm hooked on it because I don't want to drink boring water. So this is an incredible, incredible um, 
product in the sense that I've seen other products that are filled with saccharin and all sorts of chemicals that will make a lemonade or a pink lemonade, but they're sickly sweet and also they're packed with chemicals that aren't good for you. You've essentially turned water into a superfood. Yeah, we, we use real whole food ingredients. So even just to unpack this one for you for a minute, the immunity boost that's in first, the hydration comes from not just the fact that you're drinking water, but we use organic coconut water in here. So it becomes more hydrating. Um, we're also using organic passion fruit. So this one is like tropical and it's delicious and we use real passion fruit. You know, when you, when you use freeze dried ingredients, you're essentially picking them fresh freezing them, putting them in a vacuum chamber and essentially removing the water. And then you can pulverize them into powder. So we're using real whole food ingredients, but the, the focused energy comes from a little bit of caffeine from a, a fruit called guarana and L-theanine from green tea and a botanical called rhodiola. And in combination, they not only give you energy, but without a crash and without jitters and kind of some of the things you may feel from just coffee, for example, um, you just get added cognitive support, ability to focus, and um, it just, you get the benefits that you would have from coffee, but much more than just that. Because again, coffee doesn't give you cognitive benefits in the same way, and many people experience a crash. And then the immunity I, I comes from vitamin C question. and vitamin D and zinc. I want to ask you a question, because every so often we all have brainstorms and say, yes, I think there's a great product. I went through some phase in my life where I wanted to make some kind of nice cream, and I became obsessed with it. And yeah. then I realized how hard it was with the patents and the this and the that, and anything that people consume goes through all these processes that involve the government and all sorts of things. It was a mind blower when I found out about it. And I thought to myself, how does anybody develop a product? How did you navigate all that? Well, first, the, the way first, we had to figure out what we wanted the product to do. And then once we knew, for example, that we want this version to be just a really great hydration drink with immunity and focused energy, you then have to figure out what ingredients accomplish that and how do you combine those ingredients in a way that will be delicious and people will, would want to have it all the time because it not only tastes delicious, but it, it makes you feel the impact, the intended impact that we're, we're promising with the product. And so we're really looking at a lot of different studies. You know, there are um, double blind placebo controlled studies on different ingredients that you could look at to see what is the efficacy of specific ingredients and in what amounts do you need to use them. So we're using combinations, for example, of caffeine, L-theanine and rhodiola in proper amounts and in the right ratios relative to one another that we know that statistically people should really feel the, the benefit from it. We also have a scientific advisory board where we have a uh, doctor and a nutritionist overseeing our ingredients and just double checking to make sure that they approve of all of our decisions. So there's definitely a process to, to end up in the right place. Can you show it in the water? Can you show yeah. what it looks like? Yeah, you know what, I have two versions of it. So I'll show you both. This one right now, because it's morning, just in my water bottle, I'm gonna pour it into a glass so yeah. you can see it. But I'm actually having the passion fruit version, yeah. right? So I'll, I'll pour it into a glass. We're also listening on Voice America Radio, so we'll talk our way through this. So this is which one? Yeah. See, it looks like this. Uh-huh. 
So this is, this is the passion fruit one. This is the, the one that I usually take in the first half of the day, mm-hmm. which gives you immune, you know, immune support as well as the focused energy boost. Um, and again, it's also very hydrating because it has coconut water, it has super fruit, a lot of antioxidants. What so does it taste like? What's that? What does it taste like? It actually tastes like passion fruit. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. I, I actually like drinking this more than I enjoy eating passion fruit. Like I like passion fruit. I don't love passion fruit, but I've, I like really love this product. Now, so, what's the other one? The other one is... Um, so the other one, and I'll, I'll pour it into a glass for you as well. So I just have it shaken up in a different water bottle. So this is the one that is more designed for stress support and immunity. So it's this purple package, and mm-hmm. the drink kind of looks like this. Oh, very nice. It's yeah, so, by it's- the way, this, this color comes from um, maki berry, dragon fruit, and acerola berry. We have three whole fruit that are essentially, again, pulverized into powder and put in here. So there's no like added colors. This is just the natural color of the ingredients. In addition to a variety of other botanicals, of course. I think this is fantastic because, uh, you know, more than 25 years ago, I gave up alcohol and uh, one day at a time, as they say. And then um, I would always think, well, what am I going to drink when I go here, there and everywhere? And then eventually I realized nobody cares. They're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about what's in your glass. But um, it's always presented a uh, sort of a challenge for me. I don't want to drink sugar. I don't want to drink sugary sodas. I don't want to drink a diet soda that's packed with chemicals. I don't want to use one of those powdered things right. that you pour into uh, a big jug. If you're having a, a a vegan cookout, for example, and you want to serve everybody, it, you know, those are toxic, packed with chemicals. The amount of chemicals in the back are just mind-blowing. Somebody gave me one of those once and I was like, Oh my God, absolutely not. So that's when I, I fell back on sparkling water, which I honestly say I'm, I'm a little too, I, I could possibly be addicted to sparkling water. <laughs> if you're going to have an addiction, that's not yeah, the worst that's one. That's not a bad one. You're not going to drive the wrong way down the 405 on sparkling water. So, um, but I've always been looking and I've always admired people who just drink water. Like to me, some of the, uh, my instincts are terrible. My instincts are if it's, if it's bad for you, I instinctively want it. And I've always admired people, for example, who eat very pure food, which I'm now doing during the pandemic. I'm eating whole foods, uh, whole veggies, whole fruits, whole grains, uh, just really doing plant-based whole food. And I feel so fantastic. After this COVID is over, I will really effort, even though I'm going to be going out to restaurants, hopefully one day, not to fall back into, you know, the pastries and, and those yeah. sort of things. Uh, because, you know, the truth is that we've, we've proven to people, okay, you say, you ask, what do we eat, grass? No, now we've made everything that you could possibly imagine in plant-based form. In Beverly Hills, there's a, um, yeah. a vegan pastry shop called La Dorée, which is of the famous La Dorée in Paris. And it's before COVID, there were lines down the block. People had no idea it was vegan. The, the food is, the pastries blow your mind. But suffice it to say that in this journey that I'm on, um, water is still a challenge. Like I look at people who eat healthy and you go out to dinner with them and they're eating a bowl with quinoa and stuff and they, I'll just have water. 
And I'm right. not that person. So this could be a really good way yeah. to, for people who should be drinking eight glasses of water a day and who are drinking two and getting dehydrated to do it in a way that makes it pleasurable. Yeah. And again, it's even more hydrating than just plain water because of the other ingredients that are in it. Um, but there's a reason that we put this line on it that says upgrade your water. It really is an upgrade to the water and it encourages you know, drinking more throughout the day. We, we have many people who've bought the product that, you know, are buying it again because they go, oh my gosh, I don't like drinking regular water as much now without this in it. And it's so easy, by the way, you just take a scoop of powder, you add it to your water bottle and you shake the water bottle. But you've brought up a number of good points. Like you mentioned sugary drinks a number of times. We don't add any sugar to this drink. There's zero added sugar. Um, and so, we definitely think that this is a great substitute for sugary drinks because this has energy in it, this, the passion fruit product. A lot of people who used to have two cups of coffee, maybe now we're having no coffee in the morning or one cup of coffee because they enjoy coffee and maybe it's one of their rituals, but they substitute this in instead. And frankly, the stress support one, because it's calming, there are a lot of people that might even have a glass of red wine in the evening because they're trying to unwind from the day. Because there's magnesium and L-theanine in the stress support boost, you can drink that and that will actually help you unwind. Um, it can even has a secondary benefit of potentially helping you sleep better because when you calm the mind, a lot of people who wake up in the middle of the night or very early in the morning are worried about something they need to do the next day or from the previous day. Again, their mind wakes up before their body's ready to, and this can just help calm the mind and help, you know, secondarily promote better sleep. So how do people get this product? It's not something that you're going to go to a store and get. So what do people right. do if they want to get it? Well, they could get it on our website. Um, so our website is radicalsuperfoods.com and we spell radical without the vowels. So it's like this, R-D-C-L. So rdclsuperfoods.com. And by the way, Jane, we made you a special discount code for ah. listening to this. Um, we, we actually have a holiday promotion right now with a, a discount code during the holidays. That's holiday 20. It gives people 20% off. We are one upping that for you. <laughs> um, oh, we created a discount code that's Jane 25. It's just capital J, A-N-E uh, 25. And that gives people 25% off their whole order. Okay. J-A-N-E 25. R-D-C-L superfoods with an S dot com. Discount code Jane 25. Yeah. I'm and posting it right now. I and, love it. And do a capital J because I think it is case sensitive. Oh, okay. Wait a second. I did a capital J. Okay, perfect. So we're getting a lot of comments. Uh, wow. Um, I would, oh, I would buy a ton of your nice cream, Jane. Thank you. <laughs> but that's never happening. Are these individually wrapped or do they come in a large? No, so the way it comes is um, this pouch, and I, I have a couple that are open here. The pouches have 30 servings in them. So you buy one pouch and it lasts you a while. Even if you just had one of each every day, it's like you, you have it for a month. Wow. So you can kind of see here, this is like a scoop of powder. You wouldn't fill it up quite this high. You know, it could be more level to put in, let's say 16 ounces of water. And it's really easy. Again, you would just dump it in the water and shake the bottle. And some people like it sweeter and maybe they mix it with only 12 or 14 ounces of water. Some people like it more diluted and you use 16, 20, even more water. It's really up to the individual. But the reason we did it as a powder is because when you buy ready to drink beverages in the supermarket, 
so much of what you're buying in that bottle is water. It's like 95 plus percent water. So you don't need, just from an environmental standpoint, there's no reason for us to ship you single use plastic that you drink once and throw away and you know it sits there forever. We could send you something that's just more friendly, um, that will last you a long time and just use your own water bottle, add your own water, um, and it just works really well. So this is, is so fascinating, but again, I wanna ask you this question as a person who has never been a good business person. I have yeah. my skills, but, um, I remember once I was bargaining with somebody and she said to me, you're going in the wrong direction. You're supposed to try to push the price down. I'm supposed to try to push the price up. I got so confused. I'm not, if there was a, a we, were, we were doing this in another language too. So that, that's part of the, the issue. But um, it kind of made me laugh because it was like, that's me. I'm not a business person. How did you take it from a concept to an actual product, like how did you manage all the details, especially when it comes to anything that people consume? There's a lot of bureaucracy. How did you navigate that? I'm just well, personally curious. Yeah, well, first of all, let's go to the concept for a minute because the truth is just by looking at our site now and seeing these two hydration products, you are not getting the full sort of vision of the company. So. If you look at it purely from a product standpoint, all of our products are always gonna be vegan, cruelty-free, right? Plant-based products um, that will have nutritional benefits and functional benefits. And again, functional benefits meaning supports immunity, supports sleep, energy, focus, skin health, digestive health, whatever it might be. And different products will have different functional benefits. Um, but really what we set out to do is provide personalized plant-based nutrition because the needs that you have, Jane, and the needs I have are not the same. And if there are a lot of people listening to this, maybe some people aren't sleeping well and are tired during the day and other people are worried about their immune system or whatever it might be, everyone has different needs and different lifestyle and goals and tastes and preferences. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that we use data and simple assessments up front and then feedback loops and follow-up to make sure that what we're sending people in the mail on a monthly basis is actually an assortment of products that's tailor-made for them. And also that we're using this feedback loop and using this data to help people by giving them little tips and coaching. Oh, you're not drinking enough. Did you, here's a water tracker. Let's make sure you track it. And you could look, you can log into your dashboard and see how much water you've been drinking and how did that make you feel differently? I'm just giving you sort of a microcosm example. But the point is we can smartly use data to not only personalize assortments of products for people, but to track their well-being and make sure that they're achieving their own personalized goals, particularly as it relates to functional and nutritional needs. People so that is a much so bigger vision than what you could see with two products and what we have today. Right. People are so focused on food, eating superfood, eating nutrients, getting food that's rich in vitamins and uh, antioxidants, but we often forget that really we're mostly composed of water and we need to consume liquids to be in optimal health. So we're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. Um, stay right there. Donnie Macauer. Not going anywhere. Okay. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, Donnie MacHour with this incredible product, Radical, spelled R-D-C-L, just take out the vowels. And if you want to get it, it's 25% off if you use the promo code JANE, capital J-A-N-E, 25. My name with a capital, Jane, 25. Now, you yep. say you're going to show us. This is a first. Nobody's yeah, seen this. No, no one's seen this yet. Uh, this isn't even out yet, and it's not on our site. But we developed... Uh, and. And by the way, when I say we have two great co-founders, so there's, there's three of us that have been building this company now for a while, and, and uh, we have this super cocoa, right? This is a superfood hot chocolate. And if you give this, look, we could have it as adults and we'll find it indulgent, but it will pass the kid test with flying colors because we've tried it. You will give this to a kid, they're just thinking that they're drinking hot cocoa. The difference is it's not only dairy-free and vegan, um, it's the ingredients that we have in it that we really haven't seen anything quite like it. So in this serving, this, this is a single serving pouch. You would rip this open and you would pour it into hot water. Um, you could stir it in a pot if you want, or you could just add it to hot water and stir it. But this has six grams of organic pea protein in it. This also has six ancient grains and seeds like oats and chia and quinoa. It's got three greens. Kale, spinach, broccoli, three veggies, cauliflower, beet, and carrot. It's got seven super fruit, like strawberry and blueberry and elderberry. And the whole thing has one gram of sugar, which is just naturally occurring from the ingredients. There's no added sugar. But if you were to try this, because it's not a really great quality cacao, and um, you would try it, again, it'll just taste like indulgent hot cocoa. So all the rest of the ingredients that I just read, which may make it seem like there's no way that could taste good, um, you just won't really know they're there. And when are we going to be able to have that, given that it's the holiday season? Later this month. We're trying to lock down an exact release date. We, it sh- it'll be later in December. It's going to get manufactured 
um, in the next week or so, and before long, you're going to find it on our site. So, I and love be, it. this will be sold in boxes of 12. So this is our next product, which is also good to show you because not all of our products are going to be hydration drinks that upgrade your water. This is a hot cocoa. We'll have broths. We'll have creamers. We'll have teas. We'll have different products over time that will all serve different purposes. Wow. Um, and yeah. Let me just ask you about manufacturing because I'm always so fascinated. Like, how did you arrange that? Yes. Well, one of the two partners that I referenced is a veteran of the food and beverage space. And so it's really about um, not only sourcing the right ingredients and making sure that we, we make a product that people are gonna want to incorporate into their daily routine and be delicious, uh, but to do what you're asking about, which is manufacturing, and it's finding the right manufacturing partners, making sure they have the right certifications and um, are of the right quality that they can, you know, again, take the standards that we've set and manufacture our products and then they get shipped to our warehouse and fulfilled and sent to customers from there. Wow, I'm impressed. Uh, we've got a caller, Sarah, on hold. Sarah, your question or thought for Donnie. Oh, hi, wow, what a great segment. I'm loving this because I'm guilty okay. of not wanting to drink a lot of water and I love the additives. I think that's great and I like the fact that there's no sugar. My question is, do you see yourself going on a global scale so that people that love hot cocoa, let's just say, they can have that anywhere in the world? Because let's say they're at a hotel and they have the hot cocoa mix, your hot cocoa mix could be there. So may, I see this going really global with all your powders because those can be shipped really easily. And even in like Africa where they give powdered milk, you could actually send over powder-free water, you know, like dairy-free you know, dairy everything, sugar-free everything. I'm just thinking like on a global scale because it's time to really think that way because we have to move away from all of that, that animal agriculture and go to, you know, this dairy-free world you, and meat-free you know world. Sarah, you just raised a brilliant point. Thank you for that. Because obviously... Um, we talk about the problems with dairy, that so many people have allergies to dairy, the overwhelming majority yeah. of people, they get um, all sorts of reactions because we're not cows. And um, a lot of times children and adults are encouraged to drink dairy drinks. So this is another alternative to dairy. That's right. Yeah, there, there's no dairy in it. And, and two... To this question, I, I couldn't agree more. We love the idea of expanding on a global scale. Um, we actually just recently rolled out and we're here just domestically at first. So we're selling our products in the United States. In order to sell in different countries, there's different packaging requirements and things just to be compliant, to go global. And that's something that we'd love to see happen over time. And even earlier than we had originally planned, we are getting some potential interest from overseas already. So you might start seeing certain expansion before long, um, but at least for now, as, as of this conversation, um, we're available domestically. But I'm in complete agreement with you. There's definitely need for these kinds of products uh, on a global scale, and we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Jane Unchained's in the process of developing an app, Plant-Based Neighbor, and we're accepting free ads from any vegan product. So um, we'll put you up there uh, because okay. we want to encourage the veganomy. Uh, one of the ways that we can all 
um, really further our movement to save the planet from climate change, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, human world hunger, human disease like heart disease, and now with the pandemic, which is a zoonotic illness that jump from animals to humans, um, pandemics is to go plant-based. And yeah. one of the ways that we can go plant-based is by supporting other vegan companies and creating a veganomy. So uh, I have um, really efforted, for example, having a vegan hairdresser. Not that yeah. I've seen her lately. I know this is like a <laughs> national park, but a vegan handyman, a vegan bookkeeper, a vegetarian accountant. We're pushing him to go vegan. Um, and so that creates that circle of um, exchange and then um, that that helps the vegan community. So let me ask you about some of the other things that you're doing because you're yeah. so busy. Um, you are also chairman of the board of the Gentle Barn, which is an incredible animal farmed animal sanctuary here in California. Tell us about the Gentle Barn and how it's surviving during COVID. Yeah, look, it was challenging during COVID because um, the Gentle Barn's interaction with the public, at least the in-person interactions, right, outside of social media on things that happen digitally, is we would have people, particularly on Sundays, unless you're part of a private group, you would be coming and you would be visiting the Gentle Barn. There are three locations, but let's say the location here in Santa Clarita, just outside of LA. Um, you would go there and you would easily spend two, three hours hugging cows and feeding horses and hanging out with the animals. I mean, you're right there. You're not looking at them like in a zoo, right? You are interacting with these animals and really looking in their eyes and I think making a genuine connection with them. And, and uh, we have adapted um, by, although this isn't running anymore, um, for a lot of this COVID period, we were doing the gentle drive-through and it was a full drive-through experience. You stay in your car, you get a vegan meal for everybody in the car and you're going through, you even have a pre-recorded thing that you listen to with the founders of the Gentle Barn Talking, Jay and Ellie, and um, amazing. So people were going even during COVID and staying in the safety of their own car. Now that has stopped. Um, but you know, the, these animals are there, they're being cared for. There are private groups that go through as long as you're all within one household, right? So we're not mixing people from different houses. Um, and you know, we always look for people to sponsor animals, which is the thing that the biggest thing people could do to help support the Gentle Barn is you could go onto their sites, see the different animals and sponsor an animal and help, help care for them. Absolutely, and the Gentle Barn is thegentlebarn.org, I believe. Yes, gentlebarn.org. And it, during this pandemic, when you're not going to be exchanging gifts in person as much, and frankly, the overwhelming majority of overconsumption statistically happens between Thanksgiving and New Year's, the Black Friday, the Cyber Monday, all of this consumption. We are overconsuming in a finite world that is leading to also leading to habitat destruction. Why not? since this is an opportunity to reinvent ourselves, reinvent these holidays. And instead of buying something that often when I get physical gifts, they're just not for me. I end up re-gifting yeah. them. They just really, it's not something I generally, if I need something, it's very specific. I'm going to go get it myself. And yeah. uh, so I think this is a wonderful opportunity to reinvent the holidays and to, sponsor an animal and give that gift. And I'm sure that there's some kind of plaque or something, you know, a piece of paper that you can yeah, yeah. add you gotta, mailed, right? Absolutely. 
Yep. It's great. It's really rewarding. And the animals definitely need the help. And they're getting amazing care there. I mean, it's remarkable. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. There's a little baby calf named John Lewis. And he, we got him from a slaughterhouse. And he was born on the floor of the slaughterhouse. Oh. And the mom didn't make it. Um, and we got him. And he had pneumonia and was sick and not doing well. And I kid you not, Ellie and Jay brought him into their home. I mean, he had pneumonia, he was sick, he was getting oxygen, they were using a nebulizer, I mean, all the care that you could possibly imagine. And if you saw him today, he's remarkable. He's remarkable, he's inspiring, he literally, when you look at this animal, this beautiful calf, um, it's like looking at a dog, you know, and I think most people, most people, if you ask them, say that they love animals, and most people say that they're against animal cruelty. The only difference between someone who's vegan and someone who's not is someone who's vegan is just align their behavior to those beliefs and principles. And someone who isn't, it just hasn't made that change yet. But when you see animals like John Lewis, I think a lot of people make the connection like, wow, these animals that we're consuming are not that different than like the dogs that we have as, you know, pets in our home. And I think that's one of the amazing things with the gentle barn. It's just the connections that people make. There's some aha moments that people experience there. I agree. You can talk to people hypothetically, but when they see an animal up close and they make eye contact and they get that yeah. bond and that connection, it's, it's so much more powerful than any picture tells a thousand words and real interaction. Real is interaction. A million words. So yeah. that's wonderful. Uh, there have been a lot of sanctuaries that are struggling mightily during yeah. this pandemic. And, you know, part of it is that, uh, 20, 30 years ago, there were a handful of uh, sanctuaries. Now, sanctuaries are cropping up all over the place, and there are well over 100, I think maybe something in the range of, don't quote me, 150 in the United States. So um, where, where do you see sanctuaries going in terms of how they're evolving? Because I have a theory, I mean, I have a theory as, for example, uh, ring circuses with animals, Going out, Ringling Brothers is done. There's a lot of laws that are being passed to make that a part of our, our, our history, 19th century, not, not 21st century. And um, zoos are kind of experiencing a similar thing. Um, the zoos have obviously um, had a lot of uh, challenges during the pandemic. Do you see sanctuaries replacing zoos in the sense of, um, people still get to go and experience animals, but in a totally different way. And one thing that somebody explained to me, the difference between a zoo and a sanctuary, a zoo is designed for the benefit of people. The animals, no matter how much space they may have, are kept in close, confined quarters because otherwise they just go away and you wouldn't see them. You wouldn't get your money's worth for your ticket. And um, a sanctuary is designed with the animal in mind. So if you get to see the animal, fine, if they want to come up to you, but it's not designed for... Um, putting animals on exhibit. Yeah, well, th that's absolutely true. I'll start with your last point and work backwards. Um, it's actually for everyone's mutual benefit. The animals, look, the animals that end up at the gentle barn were too sick, too abused, too lame to like go anywhere else, right? These are neglected uh, animals that really did not have a good first part to their life in until they arrive at the gentle barn. And it's heartbreaking. 
And so there's no question that everything is centered around the animals and the healing that they need to experience and the love that we want them to feel. The fact of the matter is that a lot of people heal there too. You know, you get, you get kids with different backgrounds and sometimes troubled youth or, I mean, the, the number of stories that come out of the general barn is remarkable in terms of people who go and while an animal is healing and you have people who are spending time with that animal, you often find that people are healing along with the animals, you know, and there's a connection that's made. And again, people know that intrinsically, especially people who have, who share their home with pets. So I have two dogs that we rescued. I absolutely have an emotional connection with my dogs and they do with me and my whole family. And it's, it's not different with these other animals. It's not, they may have different levels of understanding and, um, but they are all emotional beings. Um, and pigs, by the way, are smarter than dogs, right? Pigs are remarkably smart animals, incredibly self-aware. And so it's just, again, the connection that people have there, they're, they're, it's, it's eye-opening. And in terms of your question about the future of sanctuaries, that is a good question. I would love to see a big resurgence in sanctuaries over time. Look, as more people go plant-based, you're going to have fewer animals bred into existence to, to experience the horrible life that they lead. Um, and at some point, you will have more opportunities for animals that are already in this world to need a home. And so it's a tough nonprofit business because it does rely so, you know, really on donors um, and support, but it's a tough business to manage. But I think there will potentially be increased demand as we move forward and the world continues to adapt to plant-based living. Absolutely. And there's a lot of discussion now about, you know, what will happen to the animals who are left over as um, our culture begins to transition to plant-based. And there's even been, we recently did a summit, a rancher advocacy program, where we talk to ranchers who want out and are getting out of the business. They still want to keep their land. They want to keep their heritage, their identity. Often the family has had the land for generations. They just want to eliminate the animal part. And there's even been discussion of uh, regenerative forests providing almost like a sanctuary that these animals can be self-sustaining. If the proper um, foliage and nutrients are provided in a way where they can forage, they might be able to have a whole new different time. I think it's really important that we think outside the box and, and um, not just say things like, well, there's no solution to that. You know, there's, if you, if we're imaginative, we can come up with solutions. And so um, there's a lot of talk of food forests and the food forests uh, are are regenerative and there's talk of people living in food forests so that they don't have to bring food in from outside. But you never know if that could apply to animals too. No, a hundred percent. I love all this uh, innovation that's happening and it's true. We do need to restore the soil. You know, so much of our soil is unhealthy that um, it, it's funny, even with radical superfoods, we do everything that we can to support farms that are at the forefront of regenerative agriculture. Because it's not just enough to eat plants. You want to eat plants whenever possible that are grown in support of a healthy environment. And again, specifically now I'm talking about healthy soil that can sustain growth for many years to come. And that's something that we've really suffered from around the world. 
for a long time now. I know we're kind of going off track, but it's actually very interesting because when we were talking to um, the ranchers and the farmers who are transitioning out of animal agriculture, but they still want to use their land, we were talking. A lot of them said, you know, micronutrients, superfoods. So maybe there's a possibility of working with ranchers and farmers who want to produce something else and um, connecting with companies like your own that are producing uh, the kind of nutrients, you know, making those partnerships. I mean, if anybody could do what you can, because it seems like you handle a lot of complexity, (laughs) a lot of complexity with starting the business. And it's a business that doesn't just involve one ingredient. You're dealing with many different ingredients. So there's got to be... a real challenge to that. You don't, you don't seem to find that all this very challenging. I, I'm admiring you for that. Well, it, we definitely have challenges. Like, you know, developing a product is complex and it, uh, you have to source the right ingredients from the right kinds of places. You need to combine them in ways that will deliver the benefits that we say they'll deliver, but also taste great. Because again, if I give you something that is really great for you, but doesn't taste good, or is a big chore to incorporate into your daily routine, you might not do it. So it's got to be easy, tasty, efficacious, healthy, all those things that we really work towards. So there are, it's not easy, but that's why you have a whole product development cycle that you go through to make sure that you, uh, you take the right steps so that by the time we put a product out, you know, people really enjoy it and get the benefits from it. This just occurred to me, what about putting the powder in smoothies? Yeah, you can totally put the powder in smoothies. I think the super cocoa is going to be a really interesting potential add-on for smoothies. Because the truth is, even though um, we love having this as a hot cocoa, you can absolutely make this cold. You can make this cold. You can shake it up in ice water or use a great like oat milk or plant-based milk and shake it up. And it's going to be like a mini smoothie. And so you can add this to a blender. There's nothing to stop you from adding these to smoothies as well. Um, just depending on what the other ingredients are. You just want to experiment to make sure you, you mix and match ingredients in a way that you'll like. But 100%, you can do that. Yeah, I mean, I can see it going into an ice cream, my banana ice cream that I Why made. not? Why, Why not? not, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that the whole thing with plant-based is really evolving because at first, and I've been vegan about 25, 24 years of pro- I wish I had my vegan date when I had my sobriety date. I know it was after I got sober, shortly after that. But um, in any case, you know, at first, um, you would go into a vegan restaurant. It was empty. You knew everybody because you were the only one there along with the maitre d' and the waiter. Now you can't get a table, right? right. You go to these great vegan restaurants. I mean, COVID aside. And there's a line out the door. And so the whole vegan space keeps evolving. They came up, people would say, well, what do you eat? I could never give up a hamburger. I could never give up cheese. Now we've provided all of that. There's everything you could possibly imagine. They even have vegan ribs. They have vegan wings. They have vegan everything. So then people said, then they hit you with, well, that's not as healthy as as it could be. Okay, A, it's a lot healthier than the meat version because it's cholesterol-free and um, it's not going to contribute to your heart disease. But then we adapt again. We pivot again as a cultural movement. And we say, okay, now we're going to make things packed with superfoods 
that you would consider guilty pleasures, but they're actually done in a way that improve your health. And that's where I think you're coming in on the forefront. And you know, when we do recipes, we're doing a lot of people now that are talking about, yes, here's a cake, but it's the flour is spelt. There's, it's packed with flaxseed. It's packed with all of these things. So yes, you're going to have a, a piece of cake here, but instead of it being some horrible thing that's going to um, make you feel guilty the next day, it's a superfood. And you're, you're doing the same thing with water. Do you see this as part of a larger uh, sort of pivot in the vegan movement, the vegan food movement? No, I mean, from what, what I'm seeing is, is similar to what you were describing, is that there's such a wide variety of products. I mean, all these meat substitutes and chicken substitutes and things that are, that are coming out, that are already out and still coming out, I don't see that slowing down. In fact, from what I can see, that's going to be rapidly increasing as we get into next year and beyond. So it's definitely not just things like hydration drinks or hot cocos or shakes. We have a shake coming out. Um, we just happen to like products that you can just mix with water and go because they're so easy. You don't have to cook them, right? And they, they just sort of slide into your routine. But there's 100% of a pl important place in the market for these other foods that you're describing. It's going to be remarkable to watch what happens in the next 12 to 24 months. Um, so many new foods coming out. So, and, but you're right. It has gotten a lot easier for people. It's different than conversations you probably had even 10 years ago. Right, Jane? I mean, when you were trying to tell people, try going vegan and they're like, what am I going to eat? And today oh. it's a different conversation. Oh my God. It's so different. In fact, I've gotten people texting me that I haven't talked to in five or six years. Like, Oh, you were rather prescient with your advocacy of plant-based foods. Now that it's the Beyond Meat Burger is incredibly hot stock. Uh, and so where do you see it? Because I really value your perspective as a business person, as somebody who has done yeah. popular talks about the movement in general, as somebody who also works in a running a sanctuary or helping to run a sanctuary. So you've kind of covering all the bases. Where do you see the plant-based movement going in 2021? Well, it's interesting. Um, I could tell you one thing, we see it increasing. Um, and I don't know if that's the, going to the root of your question, but just to start, we are seeing that more and more people are going plant-based. And even if they're not becoming vegan, people are just incorporating more plant-based foods into their diet. Um, and again, you and I understand the difference between a plant-based diet and a vegan lifestyle. We know it's not the same thing. That said, if, if everybody just started to swap out even 30 or 50% of whatever their animal-based products are for plant-based foods, it doesn't eliminate the cruelty. It doesn't eliminate the environmental concerns. We want people to go all the way, but not everyone's going to transition overnight. I transitioned overnight. I watched the talk and the next day I was vegan. That's not going to happen. And that was just two and a half years ago, by the way. You've been vegan for 25 years. I've been vegan since the beginning of 2018. 25, yeah. 24, yeah. 25 years. I was largely vegan, I, but to me it was a diet, right? I was mostly plant-based. I didn't see the ethical and environmental side until the beginning of 2018. And I changed overnight once my eyes were open to it. But, uh, but the point is, the pandemic has allowed people to focus more on their health. So putting ethics and the environment aside for a minute, people have been more focused on their health. People don't want to get sick from COVID. People want to have a strong immune system. People want to take care of their bodies. 
And so people are more health conscious now than they were. And as they're researching it, people are realizing they need to incorporate more plant-based foods in their diet, even if they don't go all the way plant-based, which is moving further propelling the movement forward. So I actually think, um, trust me, I would have never wanted this pandemic to hit, but there may be some small silver linings that come out of it just in terms of furthering better behavior in this regard. Right. Well, Dr. Silas Rao, the uh, Stanford-trained uh, engineer and systems analyst, who we did a documentary on him, which is on Amazon Prime, Countdown to Year Zero. And yeah. um, basically says we have to go plant-based uh, to save our own species. That the idea that humans could not go extinct is really uh, our own sort of self of self-importance, sense of self-importance, because... Yeah. If, for example, it's too hot to support life on the planet, <laughs> that's, that's not going to be good for us. So uh, when it hits 135 degrees, not far from here in Death Valley, you know, you start thinking, wow, is that, is that a sustained, is that something that we can live with? And so um, he said, uh, when I asked him about the pandemic, he said, it's tragic. Our hearts go out to everybody who's suffered, who everybody who's died, everybody who's lost loved ones, everybody who's lost a job, um, everybody who's isolated at home. However, this is nature sending a message to us and telling us to think about how we've been behaving as a species and our disrespect for the natural world uh, because it is a zoonotic illness that jumped from animals to humans and uh, that we have to come out more evolved that that is, use this as a time for transformation to come out more evolved. That's what I've been trying to do yeah. with varying degrees of success with um, eating whole food plant-based, which I will like to, I would like to continue once this is over. And I think that incorporating the liquid too and getting the, the liquid and getting the nutrients that way is so important. So um, we only have a couple of, you know, a couple of minutes. What are, what's your big picture? Where, where are we headed? Where are we headed as, uh, as a species, as you look at this whole movement from the perspective, not only of commerce, which is obviously very important in our culture, things get respect when they start to make money, but also from the compassion angle, from also from the environmental angle, also from the perspective of preventing future pandemics and improving human health. Well, that, that is a big question for two minutes. Uh, well, let's see what I could do. Look, on the, I'm, I'm simultaneously encouraged and concerned. I'm concerned um, there, there's sort of a bigger picture, even leaving out um, veganism and plant-based eating, of just what kind of long-term impact has 2020 had on, on our society. You know, things are so different when you walk out of the house and you go into public, and I understand vaccines are around the corner, and solutions will, will come. Um, but I, I do wonder, you know, when you have things that are concerning people so much, and there are a lot of things to, to give people stress, where will, the, where will the conversation that we're having fall on people's priority list when there are such big picture things to be concerned about? What we want to make sure is that people realize that the situation that we're in is actually inherently linked to this topic, right? Because again, it is a zoonotic disease. It's because we're exploiting animals that we perpetuate 
opportunities like COVID to, to hit society and, and, you know, turn into a pandemic this way. But I am encouraged at the behavior change that we are seeing. I've had in the last year, this year, more people approach me. People know I'm vegan, right? So I've had more people uninitiated come up to me and go, you know what? I've watched the documentary, The Game Changers, and I've become plant-based, and I've learned about what's happening with the environment. Or I read an article that talked about how COVID really came from animals in a wet market, and it, it made me think about this. So where I'm encouraged is that this is just more part of the ether than it's ever been before. It's top of mind for people. But again, there's, you know, people have a lot of concerns these days. So we just need to get out from under the, the ripple effect of this pandemic, get back to normal living and continue to advocate for things that we know are important. Well, uh, I don't, I think there's going to be a new normal. I don't think we're going to go back to what was normal. The society has changed in so many ways, so fundamentally. Agreed. And as Charles Dickens said, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, uh, because there are so many new technologies. I mean, if you just um, look at what is happening across the board, you could pick any subject, artificial intelligence, uh, electric vehicles, whatever. Um, it's, we're in a time of revolutionary change. And um, so many people have now realized, well, you know, getting on that freeway and driving for 45 minutes to get to a desk when I could be doing that same thing right here. So uh, I don't think that, I think that society has fundamentally changed. Some things will return, but a lot of things are going to be very, 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 very different. And let's hope that diet is one of those things. Let's hope that we realize as a society that, um, this consumption of animals is at the root of so many of our problems as a society. Uh, it's a leading cause, some would argue the leading cause of climate change, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, because animals eat so much more than they produce as food. And they eat a, a very, very huge percentage of all food produced, at least 36%. Some say it's a lot higher than that. They're contributing to world hunger because processed meat is officially cancer-causing, according to the World Health Organization, contributing to cancer. And of course, prior to COVID, heart disease was the leading killer, which is arteries getting clogged with plaque, which comes from cholesterol, which is in animal products. So um, this is really an opportunity for us to to, to stop being self-destructive with our diet. And I think this, this water is a great place to start. So once again, tell us as we wrap up, it's Radical RDCL. You can get it. Um, yeah, rdclsuperfoods.com. And yep. through the new year, we've got your promo code, capital J, J-A-N-E, right? Jane25 um, is a promotion. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big discount off that we're that we're giving uh just all of your viewers but we're really excited to to be on the show and have an opportunity to talk about the products and again there's more coming the cocoa and a shake will probably be coming right after that and again always uh always vegan so i'm excited donnie it's so invigorating to talk with you you give me hope i love everything you're doing let's Thank stay in you. touch happy new year <laughs> happy new year to you happy holidays i really appreciate it jane I appreciate it too. Have a good one. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.